0: In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast because everything matters, including a whole shit ton of topics that we're going to talk about tonight. I, as usual, I am your host, Hooligan7, joined this evening so far by DJ K. Woody, UW, and the Dark. How is everybody doing tonight after, you know, a quiet holiday weekend and a quiet couple of weeks in college football?
1: Looking for a conference
0: yeah transfer portal yeah this,
1: uh,
2: this dating pool is kind of kind of like a slam <laughs> not much out there <laughs> keep swiping we're gonna, we're gonna find something
1: i'm swiping left on our options so far
0: life's good though i mean but <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I all right well before we get into our regular segments uh, or stupid tweets, which we, we certainly have a, a number of things to discuss there. Uh, beverages of choice for the evening, darker night. We'll start with you. Uh, at any uh, beverages of choice this evening?
2: Oh, yeah, you know me. Um, I have some redemption with a little splash of coke, something
0: classy. Nice, nice. Uh, Leah, how about you?
1: I am still white and almost forty-one. I'm drinking a seltzer water to recover from uh, what I was told was a flammable margarita yesterday. It had so much tequila in it, so I am on the water diet right now.
0: That something Hold on, oh wait. Uh, DJ, what do you got?
3: Hey, I'm also with Leah. Uh, got some recovery going, so just going, going with
0: some water today. Had a had a good weekend. And uh, I, I do actually have an alcoholic beverage this time. I've got an old Stowe Brewing Company carry-on juicy IPA, which goes well with, I'm sure, our conversation this evening will carry on, and we have some juicy things to talk about. So hey. there you go. Yes. Hey. Um, all right, we'll, we'll move right on to uh, to stupid tweets, and I'll, I'll shout out, uh, I believe, uh, a representative from uh, the in the state legislature from the Auburn area, uh, Stokesbury. For saying number one that, that Washington and Washington State had been in the same conference since 1917, which is actually not true, uh, and number one for you know somebody of a particular political persuasion that you know thinks that you know capitalism and people being able to maximize their own profits is a good thing, which I would say that it is, uh, tying a very profitable institution and in a very profitable endeavor that is the University of Washington athletic department. Anchoring it to the Washington State Cougars, who have uh, pretty pretty sure in their entire history have yet to make a profit. Uh, yeah, shouts out shout outs to you, guy. <laughs>
3: I'm I'm glad that you had that because I was I figured somebody was gonna have that tweet. <laughs> but all right, I got I got another one. Uh, someone by the name of Max Torres. No idea who this guy was, but he has like I guess 5,000 followers on Twitter. He run some like duck website. I don't even know. never heard of him. But he tweets, if you take away the rivalry with Oregon, make the case for Washington in the Big Ten. I'm not trying to troll. Legitimately curious. Fuck you, Max. Like, he um, deleted his tweets because he was getting roasted on Twitter, and so you can't find that tweet anywhere, but I have a screenshot. No. Yeah,
0: well, if, if I can respond to that, everybody cool if I respond to that for a second oh, to get to yeah. answer Max's question. <laughs> Uh, there is still some nominal concern with academics in the Big Ten. Um, on, on that basis, certainly there is a just a slight discrepancy between the University of Washington and the University of Oregon. Um, I would also say in, on the terms of, you know, overall success of the program past to two, you know, in the entire history of college football, uh, there is a slight discrepancy between the University of Washington and the University of Oregon in that we're amongst the top 25 in all-time wins and all-time winning percentage, where the University of Oregon comes in at a—their uh, all-time winning percentage comes in at uh, 45th in the country. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, twice as many Rose Bowls, uh, more Rose Bowl wins than games that they've been to, or or it's maybe about equal. Yeah. Um, Oh, and, there's, and then there's that, you know, the fact that we're in the city of Seattle and they're in a Satan's asshole <laughs> <laughs> called
3: Eugene. And RIP Pac-12 championships. I'm pretty sure we have a lot more than them. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. Although, <laughs> although uh, during the... Uh, right now, I believe that it, if uh, memory serves in the Pac- in the Pacific... 10 12 slash conference that currently exists uh i believe we're the conference well no we're not the conference leader in national championships because cal's got six of them back for world war Two. um <laughs> but yeah in terms of conference championships or things that other than the elderly remember it's pretty much abandoned washington against everybody um darker night Leah stupid tweets mine was more of a
2: it wasn't really a tweet but it was said the spaces the other day. uh the shared spaces when someone had brought up organs uh the reason the big 10 needed oregon was due to academics and i was like
3: oh she's <laughs> no. oh, trolling there's no way it's
2: like do you have any idea where you would rank in the big 10 and academics
1: the big 10 needs oregon's academics like they need a whole like, of them. What? <laughs> or, or,
2: or, I, that that or, was or, enough like, for me. I was like, "You're saying a whole lot degrees. about Oregon's academics right now." Yeah, wow. that that was it. Yeah, I
0: refuse to use the terms academic prowess, but I'll say academic prestige. <laughs> that works. That's it. All right, Leah, go ahead.
1: I don't really have one solitary stupid tweet. More, I'm just gonna give a shout out to the over hundred. Oregon fans who I blocked in the last two weeks because I told Twitter that I was taking care of my daughter at a hotel adjacent to Disneyland wearing Washington gear and someone said go ducks interrupting my moment with my daughter and walked away without trying to make a conversation or whatever and I just said hey this wasn't cool stay classy Oregon And and it unleashed the deep depths of Oregon vitriol that I haven't really seen in a while. And it was just nasty. And so uh, it was just moronic because you should, there's fan rivalries for sure, but understanding context, understanding time and place and appropriateness, um, just because we wear different colors doesn't mean that people are looking to fight. So, especially on the the happiest place on earth. So. Yeah. Shut up. Five days later, you should still be bringing it
0: up and trying to troll somebody about it.
1: It's weeks later, and I'm still getting responses from anything that I say, even if it's not sports related, with either cursing me out or go ducks. So that's the quickest way to get blocked at this point. So lots of new blockies.
3: It sounds like you need to block more. Only a hundred. I think up so. those numbers up. Kind like our is. old line
0: last year, actually. <laughs> yeah,
1: I block, I block folks better than a husky offensive line bin, oh. So I mean, maybe I should be up there.
0: Yikes! Yeah. I, I think we're, we're we're getting things moving in the right direction. Let's go ahead and move on to yes. the first topic for the converse. Uh, without objection, at least, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the first <laughs> topic of, of. Thank you, conver-
1: Mr. Chairperson.
0: Hi. <laughs> Hey, there, there, there's, you know, uh, parliamentary procedure has got to be happening left, right, and center right now with all votes on on, on realignment and admitting new members. I um...
1: hooligan.
0: <laughs> 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 So we'll talk conference realignment, uh, how it pertains to UW going forward, how it pertains to the conference going forward, et cetera, et cetera. Um, freeform discussion. A- anybody with thoughts, take go ahead and take it away.
2: Uh, To me, it's, it's, it's a sad, you know, it's a sad day, uh, well, now week, uh, obviously in Pac-12 history with just the rivalries and the matchups that, you know, you come accustomed to seeing growing up in this region are going to be no more and going to be considered out-of-conference games, um, former teams that you're used to seeing you know not only on a basketball court you know football and everything else baseball everything else is now going to be gone um you know if no one picks up wazoo imagine playing a wazoo from the the or you know what i mean uh it's just it's just weird um it's weird for obviously families that are here that kids that are in school now having to decide their future in the next few years Um, it's going to decide a lot. It goes well beyond just the money and everything else that is the primary topic of why this is all happening. Um, And to say I'm surprised would be a little bit of a lie just because once players started to get paid, you had to figure they were going to make this more of a AFC, NFC type of, that's how we're going to have to look at college now. Um, We're just going to have super conferences and the the games we really want to see are gonna be few and far between. Um this is gonna be considered a conference games, so the excitement, I'm not sure what that does moving forward. Um but yeah, just a sad just a sad time. Um it's exciting in a way because it's something new. You're gonna be facing new teams. Um gives you an opportunity to visit new stadiums, um, that type of deal, but yeah, just just your, your Pac twelve uh, memories and stuff are just gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I would say, I think, and I think to your point, I agree with you. I think the NIL NIL is a part of it um, without getting into the politics of it. But the whole trend over the course of the last how many decades in this country has been about the monopolization of power and the monopolization and consolidation of resources. And it's um, the 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 guiltiest parties of why we are where we are in college football right now are ESPN and Fox and and kind of Mm -hmm. secondarily the other networks and it's destroying to you know and and here's another I'll I'll shout out I don't I'm not going to read it verbatim but Joel Clad who's saying oh this will be better because you know be you know you'll better non-conference games a better postseason structure and format I'm like no it's actually killing college football that we all grew up as fans of for you know since. Since you know we've been we've all been around at least a, a fair a few decades at least, <laughs> um, like it it's going to look diametrically opposed to the game that we all grew up loving, and mm-hmm. what was great about that game could still be great if said networks could pull their heads out of their asses and figure out how to how to you know celebrate what was what it was and is great about college football while still bringing it forward into a new era. For sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm glad dark night went first because I was going to go a different route, but uh, that's totally true. What are you saying about like, everything's going to be changed. Everything's going to be different now. Uh, I mean, it's probably likely we're not going to be in a conference with WSU. Yeah. so this whole merger and the media like ESPN and Fox like they're going to kill a bunch of maybe not even maybe not football program programs but other sports programs the other schools that rely on football like what if WSU does go to Mountain West or something like they won't be able to fund some of their other sports programs and Oregon State all those other schools so it just has a a ripple effect on all the schools and sports programs across the board. So yeah, it's definitely going to be sad. Uh, not to say there is some things that I would be excited about. i mean, but I'd rather have it be college football, be how, how it's been hundred years. That's how it's successful. Uh, you know, and this last week, some of us been thinking we probably have a good chance to get into the big 10. I mean, but then reports coming in today, it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. And so I was excited about that, like, you know, if you are one of those schools, fans of schools, like if you're in one of those conferences, SEC, Big Ten, like, all right, you're good. But then you kind of forget about everyone else, which is which is sad. But, yeah, there's some things I'm excited about. But yeah, it's going to be a lot different. I mean, we, yeah, there's other things I want to talk about, but I'll let someone else speak if they have anything else they want to add on.
0: I think to, to piggyback on that a little bit or, or like the one thing to, to specifically speak to the case of Wazoo and even Oregon State who have historically and habitually been the smallest revenue producers of every school of the schools in the pac 12. I think in some ways and I'm not advocate like I don't want them to be in a different conference from us in an ideal world. That would not be the case that we would find a way to move forward together as an entire conference. That's no longer an option because of the decisions that have been made in uh, Heritage Hall and in, and in Westwood. Um, but I think that there is to some extent an opportunity and particularly in, in I didn't say it in terms of the, the Stokesbury tweet that I referenced earlier. I think there's an opportunity where if you put an Oregon State University and a Washington State University in in a right-sized conference against schools of a similar revenue level, if that's a high G5, if that's the Mountain West, there's an opportunity for their program or their football program to be successful. And I, I can't guarantee it by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that there's also a way where if Washington State becomes a school in the Mountain West where you're winning 7 to 10 games every year that actually could have a positive impact on their revenue but expecting them to compete at a Pac-12 level and particularly in this era of mega conferences and going forward it's not doing justice to the student athletes at Washington State to put them on that level of competition because there's so little chance of success and i mean there's an element to which and part of the the crux of my argument about why I wash, why i hope that the decisions are made or that i hope i hope we get into the Big 10 or or whatever kind of goes forward is that that we're able to maintain profitability and solvency in our own athletic department is because i don't want women's volleyball or i mean and women's volleyball is probably not a great example because it's got it's a well-supported program at the university of washington any program at the university of washington where fans can attend are going to be probably the last ones that are going to get cut but programs like golf like, like tennis college golf <laughs> tennis golf i mean you can attend tennis but like golf or 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 lightly attended programs like track are going to be at the risk of most reductions if if our ability to remain profitable and solvent as an athletic department is reduced certainly i think my first choice is to stay in i mean i think we're going to get to a point where it will be you know darker night to your point the afc and the nfc Mm -hmm. and i think it's some ways ultimately the way i see some of that coming down it's going to be Yes, on athletics, but it's also going to be partially on 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 academic lines and conferences like the Big Ten that care about the educational side of the university and conferences like the SEC. with like, oh, yeah, we're a university, but we play football first, <laughs> <laughs> um, except with you. Sorry, Vanderbilt. Apologies to any Commodores fans. <laughs> you, ca- you carry the torch Commodores for your fans. Your,
1: And they're going to find this podcast
0: baseball fans. Probably not. Yeah, they're, they're baseball fans. They like country music. They, they, they live in a great, in probably the best city in the sec, probably the only actual city in the sec of any, of any note. Um, <laughs> I mean, to play
2: devil's advocate to what we were saying. Um, I mean, it's, this move is monumental. And if it, and it, when it does happen, cause I do believe it'll happen. Um, it makes sense just because the Big Ten and Pac-12 always kind of shared that ideology as far as academics, um, especially just then within our rivalries, within bowl games and uh, interconference matchups and things of that nature. Uh, and then also, um, you look at like what's the one thing we always complain about with the <laughs> Pac-12 is television viewership. All that sort of stuff. Pac-12 uh, network. The Big Ten does such, it's night and day what they do for that conference compared to what we do for ours. Not well, only the time and the scheduling, but just the broadcasting. Um, I, I was going to say too.
0: the likelihood that we'll have at most of our home games be actual night games will be drastically reduced <laughs> if we're in a more geographically distributed <laughs> <'Cause> conference. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, the say. irony of also that, you know, the play on words of the fact that. Darker night, you're the one with, you know, the night part of your name <laughs> <thinking> this <laughs> up. <laughs> of course.
2: I mean I mean just imagine like having the game of the week not played on a Friday night. I mean that would be nice. That'd be that'd be kind of nice to I, I imagine
0: not to having a, a, a game that gets impacted by a weather delay oh that God. resumes like at one o'clock, o'clock in the morning. Oh jeez. <laughs>
3: so not to get like to go off on this path here but that got me thinking so obviously like a lot of our games if if we were in like a Big Ten or even Big 12 we wouldn't play as many 7.30 games but I wonder if we still play like similar amount of home games because they still want that uh, like having games from 9am to 11pm all day like in their conference and so I wonder if we'd probably still play like similar amount of home games that late You you don't don't think so
0: No, I don't think – home ga- like, home games are, are basically – because that's a, certainly how a football program makes money, and, like, the majority or at least half of your games, the way it gets scheduled, are going to be home games. Sure, could we have an occasional night game, or in particular, if we're in a big t- – in the hypothetical that we end up – Notre Dame gets off its ass, makes a decision, and it becomes the big 20. Probably, I think, what we would all agree is our ideal scenario where UW, Oregon, and Stanford join the Big Ten along with the Irish. With scheduling in the way they would probably structure it is certainly we'd play USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Stanford every year. For TV slots, would I expect that the majority of our games against those programs would land in the latter half of an afternoon? Yes, because it's and like that you'd run, you know, Michigan, Ohio, you know, Michigan, Michigan state would be a a one o'clock slot Pacific time and Washington and Stanford would be a four o'clock slot. But in a conference where you're trying to leverage maximum viewership for your own network or for your media partners, I don't think you're going to show, or, and I think the big 10 would, would probably have a, like, wait, wait, what, what are you scheduling (laughs) when you're going to, if you had a seven o'clock Pacific time kickoff that is, for Ohio State and Michigan, where you have two big viewing or and certainly any kind of intra-regional matchups, there's no way in hell we're gonna play Michigan State at with a 7:30 p.m. kickoff because Michigan State fans will have gone to bed. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I bet you
3: though, if we're playing uh, Indiana at home, there's a good chance they might put that one late. But yeah, those big games, no, they, I don't think there's no way. Indiana, yeah, big record. pack after dark. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what they would do is because with a super conference you'd have to add an extra game, so you'd add an extra conference game, and then you'd add one extra out of conference game. So the out of conference game could be a cupcake game, or it can be where you challenge another conference. So we'll we'll like just a, we'll, we'll a, still a play Wazoo in side game.
0: We'll still play Wazoo in November. It'll just be like Alabama <laughs> playing Citadel in November.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Before having switching the Apple Cup to earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah, it, And, you know, miserable for both sets of fans to attend that game. Um, Seeing
2: people like, in the stands in shorts and a right. T-shirt
1: for a game would be crazy. Hey, that'd be cool. You
0: can get your ass kicking oh, out of yeah. the way early and, oh, sure. and get over it the rest of the season as opposed to having <laughs> to live with it for 364 days.
3: But then what are they yeah, going to blame I their losses on, on if there's no snow?
0: We're not used to playing football was just, in Washington, in Seattle, in the sunshine.
1: I, just, <laughs> I had a conversation yeah, with the cougar. yesterday. glare off my campsite, forehead. Told, <laughs> I had a conversation with the Koog yesterday, campsite, who told me his favorite game was the snowball in '92. Oh. I listened to him talk, and I said, "My favorite snowball was the one where Miles Gaskin wrote a cougar toboggan in the end hey. <laughs>
0: zone." was like, oh,
1: that That was cool too.
0: <laughs> and slightly more recent. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah, that
2: ninety two uh, game hurt my feelings.
3: I, I got a question. So oh I two questions. Uh, but same same topic. So uh, what I think I know the answer to everyone's first to the first question, but what does everyone want us to do? Like first conference? Like where where do you want us to go, or like what happened to our school? And then second thing is what conference do you think we'll be playing in and 2024.
2: Who wants to go first? Go, you
3: go,
1: darker. I will go first. Sure, I'll go first. I would like to see us land in the Big Ten, for the obvious reasons about which is just steadiness of competition, um, really good teams, history, you know, story of success, and also money and academic prowess. I'm continuing that theme. Um, I just, I have a lot of doubt that our athletic director and partnership with the other team are going to make that happen. I, I think the Huskies are going to land in the um, Mountain West, unfortunately.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a bull. Drop the bomb at that last. Yeah, sentence. seriously. <laughs> Darker, like, go, buddy, go, go ahead. Yeah,
2: Debbie Downer. Just, uh, I would like to see us in the Big Ten, for sure. Big Ten. Um, I honestly think it's Big Ten or BUS. I don't see the benefits of staying in the Pac-12 at this this point in time. One, because of revenue. Two, because of recruiting. Like you can sell, you know, you can sell playing in the Big Ten. You like the big schools that you would have played against in the Pac-12, the Oregon's, the USC's. If they were to move, you could still sell that playing in the Big Ten. Plus, you're going to be playing Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. You're going to say, hey, you could come stay in the Pac-12 with this Big 12 merger and play Baylor and, you know, TCU. That just doesn't sound as... I mean, so it's going to help us out recruiting-wise, too, in this region. That gives us an opportunity to really own this region even more so and keep the kids here and have, you know, use that as... You know, springboard on why you'd want to stay here and play against those schools. Now you're going to be able to have the chance to travel and play against those schools regularly, not just once. A, you know, once a year, or once every other year, things of that nature. But yeah, I, I honestly think it's Big Ten of us. Well,
1: yeah.
3: okay. So where do you where do you think we'll be what playing that, in 2024?
2: Where do you think we'll be playing?
3: What conference? Do you think we'll be in Big Ten? Is that your prediction? I, if you had to predict now, I think.
2: Yeah, I think we'll be in the Big Ten. It just makes too much sense just geographically from a revenue standpoint. It just it's a win win. I don't see why I'd be if I was in that administration, I'd be doing everything I I could to move the team for sure.
0: My answer is, of course, the the prefer for a whole host of reasons, which we've already mentioned. Um, it's absolutely the Big Ten that I would prefer to see us land if that takes us taking for the term of the initial media rights deal where we're a part of that conference that we're taking a lesser revenue cut, as this was the case for Maryland and Rutgers when they joined. Absolutely, because even a 60 percent share of a Big Ten deal is going to be much, much better than we're going to get um, on the open market or in a a reconstituted Pac-12 in some big 12 Pac-12 merger. Um, Do I, I I think obviously the thing that we haven't necessarily talked about as regards the big 10 merger, um, but is clear it is completely contingent or not, not the merger, but the big 10 conversation is everything is on hold until Notre Dame gets off their ass and decides what mm-hmm. they are going to do. Um, Notre Dame, it, like the, the controlling powers of college football Crazy. or the, the people that, and, and as much as I have criticism for our athletic department and for the university administration and some of the decisions that have led to us, we being where we are right now. Ultimately they're not playing uh you know they have to play the cards that they're dealt right now and they haven't put us in put put themselves in a position and put us in a position where we, we're, we're dealing from a position of strength and the controlling entities of college football right now are ESPN and Fox and in the only university in the entire country that has true autonomy in what they're doing is the University of Notre Dame and if your name is not Notre Dame you are completely at the whim of one two or three of all of the entities in which I mentioned uh, SC had its own piece of things. Um, by the way, I, will, I won't I mention it. Just give a, I'd like to send a big fuck you uh, to Southern California because <laughs> every time it doesn't go your way in this conference, you take your ball and go home. This goes yeah. back a long time. You didn't like the fact that UW was beating your ass in the early nineties and you squealed on us for shit that you were doing and in spades. Some schools from the northwest, Oregon included, and I'm going to give a shout out and a fist bump to our um, our temporary uh, siblings and brethren down down south and uh, down the I-5 corridor. Um, welcome to what it's like being a you know a, a, an actual player in this conference. Um, when USC's in a a down spot, is they don't like it. They don't like being an an afterthought, and and this is the kind of shit that they do. Um, We'll also send a big fuck you to Westwood, because if you think that you're anything but just an add-on and a tag along to USC, you are sadly fucking deluded. Um, Yes, you bring a monopoly in the L.A. market. Congratulations, but your football program hasn't done shit. Uh, Oh, by the way, your last national championship was 1954, so... You can kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> it's <despite laughs> my hooligan coming in spicy this evening. Um, and <laughs> <added> in third person, <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> the to, to to DJ to answer your second question. Um, I think if Notre Dame does what it appears that they're not inclined to be doing right now and joins the Big Ten at this juncture, I think we're in the Big Ten in 2024. If that's not the case, it really depends on what, how forward thinking the individual schools in the Big Ten are. I think the conference leadership at the Big Ten and Kevin Warren and his staff wants to make not just an incremental move right now, but wants to first, basically secure the preeminence of the Big Ten 10 years into the future. And the move that from that level that they do is that they add Oregon and Washington and they add Stanford. And they may not necessarily stop there. I don't think that the universities at the individual universities in the Big Ten in particular, both the schools that have more money than Christ, the Michigans (laughs) and the Ohio states (laughs) of the Big Ten, want to give up any (laughs) of their revenue share. Um, Yeah, no no pun intended in regards to the conversation, in the conversation that references Notre Dame. (laughs) And touchdown, Jesus Christ, will you guys shut the fuck up? (laughs) That's the domers, not people in this podcast, obviously. Um, But I don't think they want to entertain a lesser revenue share even incrementally. And I certainly don't think the, dare I say, bottom dwellers of the Big Ten wants to have competition that could surpass them. And so I think they're thinking more incrementally to keep their revenue share even if it somewhere puts the the conference hegemony hegemony conversation in a little bit more question because the power move for the big 10 would be to get to 20 or to get to 24 right now and regardless of what the sec or the acc does and and certainly and this is how i would think that maybe fox would look at it as like if the big 10 who in their partnership with fox gets to 20 or 24 like regardless of the any of the other moves that the the ESPN and the sec and acc do they're not going to particular. And, and of course this is contingent on bringing notre dame because notre dame is still the, the power player and it, wherever it goes is going to drastically shift the balance of power in college football but in a big 10 with notre dame and you add university the UW, you add oregon you add a stanford you lock down the west coast and prevent the ACC Big 12 or SEC from making a venture westward. And you've basically got a coast-to-coast map where your conference is probably the dominant conference and you lock the ACC and the SEC into being a regional presence. And honestly, the SEC, like yes, do the SEC and ACC have alums out here? Of course. But if UW is playing Indiana or Rutgers in the Seattle market, what do you think people are going to watch UW Rutgers or Wake Forest and Florida State. <laughs> that, so so that's the power move, but the He's, long end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to get back to your question, DJ. Sorry, long-winded response. <laughs> Who, who's ever heard of such a thing from, from the host of this podcast? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think we're going to probably ultimately see... A at least temporary merger with the Big Ten, the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve mm-hmm. um, based on some of the things that came out today, where the, it's the ESPN, where it's ESPN's preference for uh, it to be Pac twelve led because it means that they can renegotiate the deal, and basically, I think you're going to you would see that conference get locked into something somewhat approaching the, the term of the ACC deal into 2036 in terms of the grant of rights, I think that that would be kind of what ultimately will happen. And so we're, we're gonna be playing as much as it will shock me to see President Cauce and, and others in the same room as the presidents of BYU and uh, Baylor. Uh, I think ultimately that may be where things land uh, and that it forestalls the next huge round of realignment and turmoil until we, until Notre Dame gets off its ass or until Virginia and North Carolina and Miami come up with the money to buy themselves out of the the ACC grant of rights uh, and kicks off another wave of of realignment, but that potentially probably forestalls it until 2036.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen different examples where where it could go a bunch of different ways. Like if Notre Dame declines, Stanford could potentially go independent. or, or fold their football program altogether because of attendance and revenue and everything else. Um, but That's I do crazy. believe those two schools actually hold the most power because if you can get Stanford to go to the Big Ten, now you've taken Notre Dame's two biggest rivals and you yeah. kind of put them in a box where like, okay, like in, from a, from a relationship standpoint and a revenue standpoint, they have a lot of power, but it's like, okay, do we join this conference with our two biggest rivals? It makes the most sense to do that. Then the Big Ten, you would have to think they want to get the two next biggest teams, you know, from the West Coast, which is UW and Oregon. Obviously, UW being much bigger than, you know, we don't come by Stanford <laughs> and nothing aside
0: from yeah. maybe maybe yeah. schools. But yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think the Big Ten. <laughs> I agree with you that they're either going to stand pad at 16 with the two schools that they've added, or if Notre Dame comes in. I don't see, I would, could it happen where they add Stanford and call it good? Yes. Do I think that that ultimately would be what they do? No, because with Phil Knight's appetite in particular, um, he doesn't want to see Oregon get left behind. And I'm I'm just not sure. Oregon's got to have a partner and they're not going to be taking, wherever Oregon goes, they're not going to be taking Oregon State with us, with them necessarily. And, and they're, from a marketability of their program standpoint, and here's here's the th- the thing that I would point out to Duck fans: um, obviously, you've got Darker Night. We were talking about this in the pre-show. Um, they've gotten a big dose of medicine over the course of the last two weeks of about where they stand in the overall scheme of things in college football. Um, while things are good, yes, they're a marketable commodity, absolutely. But if you join a Big Ten, and you don't and say things fall off and a first time head coach doesn't prove to be successful despite how well he's recruiting um your brand is going to to lose quite a bit of its following it's starting to happen already on twitter um from some of the uh the bandwagon Oregon fans sorry key the you're, Florida you're good to, Oregon fans the uh-huh. the Florida Ducks um <laughs> but there is still a tremendous amount of, there's a brand that's been built of the Oregon, across the national landscape of the Oregon and Washington rivalry. And by our presence as a, as part of a, a rival duo and joining Big 10, ACC, Pac, Big 12, that will help Oregon in a down year. And it will help Washington if, if we have years like we had last year.
3: Okay, well, all right, well, I'll go to my answers, but first, uh, I want to touch on like your little rant that you had, again? because <laughs> if you listen to everything that you said, which I did, I I pretty much have the exact same thoughts, uh, and one thing I'll add is, like, so one thing that scares me is that Big Ten, so I want to go, well, to answer my first question, I want not to bring us on thinking, oh, we'll come back and get them in eight years. Like they're like in our back pocket. We can get them whenever, whenever we want. And that's going to be a huge setback to our program. So it's almost like I wonder if there's any way in the meantime, it might be a few years, if like us in Oregon be like, fuck you, Big Ten. Let's reach out to the SEC and they can get a piece of the, the West Coast too even though I hate the SEC, but like uh, if, if big 10 doesn't take us, like I almost, you know, like I said, I want to say fuck you to them and do what we can to screw them. And so uh, maybe that could be an option. I don't know. It's a long shot, but, uh, and then to answer my second question, I'm also to again. I think, I don't know if there would be like, I don't know if merger is the word cause that would bring the remaining 10 teams in the pack 10 or 12 to the big 12. But I think, yeah, either six teams or four or six teams from the Pac-12, including UW, will be playing in the Vic-12 come 2024, which isn't what we want. And, ah, man, that, what Leah said scares me the most, even if we were in the Mountain West.
0: That would be bad. <laughs> I, I don't think that there's this, and I, I got to disagree with Leah here. I don't think unless the state legislature overly just bones the holy shit out of us i don't think that there's a scenario in which i mean it's possible um but
1: i would love to be wrong i will eat pancakes and take a video of me doing it because i want to be wrong i hate pancakes but i want to be wrong i want to be wrong about this so let's hope that i am eating pancakes
3: with a bowl of cereal that's been sitting in milk for ten minutes, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I already, ate, I already ate
1: cereal because of Jimmy Lake. I'm not doing it
0: now. Oh, no. <laughs> I All will right, say I'm going to take the.
3: Oh, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, I have a question for you say, after your answer.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to, to, to take it on a slightly related but tangential topic. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity to implore everyone that listens to this podcast please share this request with everyone that you know that cares about Washington athletics, regardless of how frustrated we are with poor decisions that have led us to where we are, all of that while we're in this interim period or and particularly if we end up in a lesser conference than, than is ideal for what we wanna be. If we care, If you care at all about the long-term health and stability of the University of Washington athletics program,
2: please
0: show up every home game this fall. Watch every game on TV. Come home and watch our rebroadcast on TV, even with a shitty-ass Pac-12 networks. Buy gear. Do every... And support our athletes. Buy, you know, uh, if... Well, we won't have this posted, but Jadalyn Alchin had a... A liquid iv promo <laughs> anything and everything that you could do to support this program and support our athletes will keep us in the conversation so that as further rounds of consolidation happen that we are not excluded from that even if we have a shitty ass six and five year or a five and seven year show up be loud be loyal um continue to write and email the athletic department continue to write and email president Kause and demand changes and you know, make requests of things that you should think the athletic department could do, but don't become apathetic and just fade away because if you and if we all fade away, so does this thing that we cared about and have grown up loving for our entire lives. Go ahead, Leah.
1: I was just gonna say, I think that's absolutely should be the priority, but the more the University of Washington takes advantage of its fan, fan base by in the meantime before we do join another conference, continually having, you know, six day windows for um, you know, game starts, which I know is TV, but it is an abusive tactic to the conference fandom. And a lot of our fans who have been longtime fans are my dad's age. My dad's had season tickets since I was born. And he's seventy five now and he doesn't live locally. So a lot of these people um, you know drive drive the drive and they don't feel supported by the university's athletic leadership. And then the University of Washington turns around and blames those fans mm-hmm. for living at halftime because they're old and cold when it's the University of Washington who makes a 7 p.m. kickoff. So, like, mm-hmm. it's our generation. We need to take the lead yep. as much as we can to make sure that we are getting our brethren in our purple and gold fan bases to make sure that we show up. We, sh- we-, we need to take the baton away from the older generation because yep. they've-, they've sat through the Willingham era. They've done a lot. And um, it's our turn now.
3: Yeah, they've been carrying it. And key, key word a hooligan said, email them. Jen Cohen does not check her Twitter account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do not tweet at her. <laughs> I, I
1: would I would beg to differ. I mean, she she had basically her all of her underlings follow me once I started tweeting at her, so she may oh. not listen but other people okay. do okay. so idea, yeah. still tag her oh, yeah. she will Stay send it to someone ads. else someone else is watching it so don't feel like you're not doing anything you're right she's not reading those but some of her assistants do and let her know so
0: okay yes right.
2: there's there's, right. there's vocal like so much to a great setting, and you need a great atmosphere too yeah you
0: know yeah I mean? it, so, I mean, it was what it it was what got said on the you know on the season is over when our program wasn't marketing and selling its wins or telling you know student athletes the advantages that they would get from being associated with the University of Washington. If the department's not going to do it, we got to do it. We got to keep that that role for that going forward. And, and we'll shout out to
2: it's so prominent about that too. Sorry, didn't mean to catch up. With no,
0: me. go go for it. I was going to just give Hood a quick shout out because I know a couple of his ideas have that he sent. to Lake Futures and and the athletic department have have gained some traction. Uh, so keep everybody keep when you see things that you'd like to see happen um, or or not see happen. Like Mister Brightside, tell the athletic department. Go ahead, yeah, Rickard, just,
2: yeah, yeah. I just read a quote recently. I I'll try to find it for you guys where. Uh, someone was on a visit um, locally, a 2024 kid was like, This place would be incredible if the atmosphere surrounding the stadium matched
0: the atmosphere in the stadium. Hey, no. hey, hey, athletic department, which means don't get rid of B one
3: Oh my, please
0: don't. Please don't. Do not cripple tailgating because you will kill the atmosphere <laughs> in the greatest setting. In college football, we'll turn into the quietest setting in college football, and it that's, won't be. It, that's <laughs> a third of the reason why I go. we
2: our resources. Imagine yeah. just, just making sail game the biggest thing known to the West Coast, not just using it sometimes or just showcasing it a little bit. No, make it a thing.
0: Lean, Absolutely. In, lean into what we are.
1: And what if we, to take an idea that Coker has had for a long time, what if we had like a tunnel of boats on the lake and the team oh came my in gosh. by water. That would be how amazing. lit would that be? That'd that would be, be so amazing. And the marketability of that and the video quality for that to show recruits this is how you're gonna come in for the game against Oregon or SC or Stanford's Any Good. Stanford. Yeah. That I mean it's not my good idea. Shout out Coker, that is his idea, but I, I think it bears repeating. So
2: good shit, Coker. Yeah, I mean, do you imagine that? Do that it's like two two sets of log booms on each side, somehow incorporate purple, whatever you need to, just have have the band playing in one end, as the team just rise slowly on a just a huge yacht looking boat, you know, just everybody pump greeting them, you know what <laughs> I mean? They get, and that's how they walk on the field before they do the link in the arms and all that kind of stuff. That's how they arrive to the stadium.
1: They're already pre-juiced. That's an interest. Like, we're, we're yeah. all jumping, getting into the stadium. Yeah. Like, that's an interest. That's what it needs to be. That's what it needs to be. Because you
2: get players something to look forward to, and it's almost like the calm before the storm. It's a slow ride. You kind of see everything open up, and you have a majestic stadium just right off the water. Fans on each side lined up in boats, hundreds of yards long, just greeting them as they come in. You close your eyes and think about it right yeah. now. Uh, you need so to be the one
3: to put this together, Dark Knight. You have a great I'll, idea with all this. You have a I'll great vision. It, sure.
0: <laughs> and by the way, this it's doesn't necessarily sure. just need to be a like. This is not a football exclusive idea. Like, for football is obviously the primary vehicle, but uh, softball's right there for a big game against mm-hmm. Oregon, a big game against UCLA. Get softball coming in. Get the basket. The basketball team, like women's basketball, for stamp for a Stanford game coming you know, take a quick journey out onto the cut and come back in through the, like, it, it's a quick path from, from the Shell House to the backside mm-hmm. of Hecked into the arena. Like, mm-hmm.
1: We need to get so much support from the athletic department to get fans so dumped for this because, because if, it, if it's just grassroots, I do believe that we, like, our grassroots movement it moves mountains, but without the support of the athletic department, it's not going to happen. So they have wait, to get wait, on this and sell the people, shit out it, of it.
0: Eighty-five Husky fans can't kidnap a football player and do, no, it, do it, and it do it do it guerrilla style. That's gonna be bad. It takes yeah, a they, they would just send out one email right now.
2: It takes a village.
1: Yeah, but you're right, DJ. They would send out one email and expect that everyone sees it. Instead of being like, in July, you're going to start hearing about this circled game. This is what we're going to do. We're going to send everyone who's bought a season ticket. We're going to send you shirts for that game." We're gonna just—I mean—we're gonna be talking about it every single week and probably multiple times a week. You're gonna get sick of hearing about it because mm-hmm. you're gonna hear about it so much. That's what needs to happen. It's not good enough to talk about it once. It's not good enough to talk about it the week—the week of—and call that good night Yeah, yeah, the week of. We, yeah, yeah, week we need of, to be all yeah. about it. Yes. Allow
2: tenured <laughs> season ticket holders to come in using that same interest on a boat. Do something special for them. Send them a special ticket that includes sailgating. To come and arrive with uh, the team.
1: I thought every team arrives tickets. by bus.
2: Name a team that arrives by boat.
1: That's right. I thought Be it was different. good enough to give them a $25 gift certificate to Anthony's if you've had
2: 50
1: years of tickets. Wait just a minute. Uh, uh, Here's
2: a salmon a dinner on us.
3: Is that really what they did?
1: <laughs> yes.
3: That, that wouldn't by buy one meal yes. at Anthony's. No. <laughs> Get That'll appetizer on them. Cocktail. Yes!
2: Yeah. Yeah. Come on, athletic
0: director. I, I, is Hooligan, that cocktail ask... named after the other athletic director?
2: <laughs> oh
0: man,
3: Hooligan, can Can ask yeah. that question? that other question? Yeah, go for ad? it. Fire away, man. Uh, oh man, it can be for everyone actually, not just you. Uh, is there any scenario where Oregon gets goes and gets invited to the Big Ten, but not UW? Like, what are the odds of that? <laughs> Leah's holding up the uh, zero.
1: <laughs> I'd say I'd say zero just because of what um, we all talked about. I think everyone mentioned it. Academic prowess. Uh, the Big Ten is very serious about that. Everyone in that conference, whether or not they're good uh, athletically, they are all outstanding academically. And I could see a situation. I don't. I don't think it's likely. I, don't, I think I could see a situation where Washington gets accepted and Oregon doesn't. I do not see a scenario where Oregon gets accepted and Washington doesn't.
0: I, I would give it in single, I would give it a single digit chance. I don't think it's particularly likely. Um, I'd give it a single digit chance. I think the, the university presidents would have specific, like, I think it would be one thing if Portland was of an was, an, was anywhere close to the media market size that Seattle is. I think that would entertain a different conversation. And yes, they were among the top 25, I think most viewed programs last year. Um, I think we were outside the top 30, but I think that was by virtue of us having a bad season. I think our viewership looks a lot different when we're actually not uh, willfully shooting ourselves in the foot, Dick, and other places that we did last season. Thanks again, Jimmy. Just how much does Nike buy, How much? How much does Phil Knight buy their way into that conversation? That's how much is Phil Knight willing to spend to get them into the big without us? I mean, yeah. is he
2: able to? I think his hands are kind of. I knotted. don't.
0: I mean, yeah, he, I, don't. I don't think it's really up
2: to him.
3: He can it's, make uh, some threats know. with Nike he related. It. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I not uh, uh, And build a Big Ten th- team that doesn't have Nike aside from.
1: Uh, Rutgers, well, uh, Maryland, like
2: Indiana, and Maryland,
0: yeah. I mean, so, in uh, Maryland, in, Atlanta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Michigan's a Jordan brand, but that's yeah. Nike, yeah, that's Nike. So. that's Nike,
3: and uh, they talk about acad- academics. Oregon's barely an AAU school, is, is that what it is? It's AAU. yeah. Yes. I'm always thinking basketball when I think of that, but uh, yeah, they're barely one, and and I uh, hear what from what I've seen online, who knows if this is true, but like they couldn't even lose that stature. Sometime next couple years. But who knows? Money can play a big factor with them, Whistle Knight, and whatever he can bring to the table. I just know. I'm just used to bad luck and being a Seattle I, Sports fan. So, yeah.
0: I guarantee you, based on. It, it, if the decision was entirely, entirely made based on research grants and up to the university, um, <laughs> YouTube would be in already uh because our research grant like oh yeah like i don't think stanford's like i wouldn't worry about stanford dropping football because their endowment is uh shout out to coach v um in one of the gc's stanford's endowment is something on approaching like 40 billion dollars so they're not in danger even though their fans don't show up and even though they don't get a tv viewership that's why they're part of the conversation the program in the Bay Area that wouldn't surprise me ultimately, as as consolidation goes forward, that may no longer play footballs Cal. Yeah, I've um, seen that too. I could I could see them going the way of, of Western. Um, that makes but... yeah, that, make, that makes
3: sense. And hold on, I got one more thing. I don't know, if Leo wants to say something, but one thing I want to uh, mention that is promising to us, and I first learned about it. That uh, I forgot the guy's name, the YouTube guy, that put out that video about the realignment with Pac-10 and, uh, Pac-12 10 and Big Ten that's been floating around. Yeah. Uh, he talked about uh, alumni from Big Ten areas, where have they gone to? And obviously the Bay Area is big, but a lot of them are in Seattle, too. There's like a good percentage of Big Ten alums that go to Seattle and Phoenix, too, if you want to consider the- Arizona schools. So
0: that's that's the- helpful. It's it's helpful and it's not in that if the big 10 perceives that they have enough of the market share in the seattle market already because the big 10's network is on our local cable yeah. is on our cable package now where they may not need us i mean it ultimately comes down to what revenue your school and this is why i'm saying like watch our games watch our games because we ultimately need to increase our market share and the amount of, of eyeballs that are watching husky athletics specific and in particular football we need to get that number up so that we are as marketable a commodity as a program as possible the variable or the difference is like the big 10 doesn't it hasn't put a priority on asu at all because there is a to your point presence of big 10 grads in that city already as there is in 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 seattle the difference is there's also a much bigger contingent of active, diehard Husky fans in Seattle. It's a bigger shit UW has a bigger share of the Seattle market than ASU has of Phoenix. And even the share that the, the, the virulence of the fandom for UW in Seattle drastically kicks the shit out of the passion for ASU that ASU fans have it in, in Phoenix. It's just not For sure.
2: Totally agree.
3: All right, sorry, Leah. Go ahead. I know. I know you wanted to say something, right? No, you
1: I forgot what I was going to say. Uh,
3: <laughs> my bad.
0: <laughs> um, I think we, we we're going to postpone the second part of our conversation, which was um, to talk about some really good news across the um, specific to the football program speaking to the marketing of the university and talking about sail gating and boats. Um, but we'll table that conversation for next week. Anybody have any final thoughts before we wrap up for the evening?
2: No, I think it was a great conversation. Uh, definitely kicking around ideas of kind of what's next for the conference, what's next for you to... Um, either way, I know we'll thrive because that's what Washington Athletics do when we're placed in situations like this. So um i'm confident that we'll we'll have an answer here fairly soon and it'll be one that everyone loves because you kind of start to see the possibilities of what it could be um although it is a sad day in the conference of the pac-12 it is a new day at the same time for mm-hmm. potentially our future so gotta
3: yeah. gotta live and adapt and i pray that you're right that it's some we get an answer sometime soon i can't take this any longer every day thinking about <laughs> it so Hopefully soon, this next I just week. thank goodness
0: for my golf game giving me a distraction. Yes. <laughs> as as um, poor as my golf game is. <laughs>
1: and if anyone courses. has ideas about videos about this particular topic, you can feel free to at me on Twitter, and I'm accepting ideas. I was incommunicado out of Wi-Fi range for about a week when this one all went down, so I was getting lots of DMs when I was able to get Wi-Fi. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on yall but... <laughs> Happy to make a video, need an idea. So
2: Yeah, for anyone listening to this, let's let's continue the momentum on mm-hmm. the the idea of not only the players arriving in boats, but you know, select tenured season ticket holders having the opportunity to experience a real live in-depth game day atmosphere leading up to the game. Let them, let them experience what Husky football is all about. A new wave of Husky football. And let's let's get out of that old way of thinking in the 70s and 80s and, you know, just be happy you have a ticket. No, do something for the people that are spending money to attend these games. Not only that, but the players deserve that too. The players deserve something special as well.
0: Yep. Amen. We will be back. I'm sure we'll talk more about conference realignment in the weeks to come. Uh, we will certainly talk about the, the commit Palooza that happened last week and, and in the week or so prior. Um, hopefully I, I, we, we may see some more commits come in between now and then. but thanks for listening. Go dogs.
1: Bow down.